Welcome to Radio Free Culture from WFMU, where we examine issues at the intersection of digital media and the arts. My name is Cheyenne Homan, and in this episode, we'll be talking with Chad Crouch, a composer also known as Poddington Bear, who has been sharing his music under a Creative Commons license for nearly a decade. My name is Chad Crouch, and uh, I make music under the name Poddington Bear. I started doing that in, I'd say, 2006. And then, uh, like New Year's Day 2007, I had a brainstorm and I said to myself that I'm going to release three songs a week as this character, Poddington Bear, who will be anonymous. And my method for doing that will be podcast. And and so it began. I I made my goal of the number of songs, but I didn't uh, make it three every week. I wrapped that up about the middle of 2008. And then I've been making music since then. It's all instrumental. And um, uh, along the way, I made friends with the Free Music Archive. Yeah, we're so happy to have you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I always look people up when I'm going to interview them, and it says that you have 28 albums and 467 tracks. And that's just incredible to me. Very prolific. (laughs) Yes, I... I have managed to make quite a bit of uh, recorded music over the, the past, uh, well, how long would that be? About eight years. It comes in fits and spurts, of course. Was this sort of a New Year's resolution in 2007? Or was it just like an idea that came to you at the beginning of the year? Uh, I guess a little bit of both. Um, I had been making some of this music, so I had a, a little stash of about 20, 25 songs, maybe. So I had enough to at least get a jump on on the release schedule, and I thought I'd like to share it in a new way. I come from a uh, to give you a little history. I come from a past of uh, operating a record label for the past um, I'd, I'd say sixteen years or so, and so uh, it was just about then that record sales were you know the writing was on the wall. The CDs are you know, CD sales were starting to fall off and, uh, and the industry was changing dramatically. So I thought I'd try something new and podcasting was just kind of um, emerging as a new way of uh, sharing. So I thought I'd try that. Since then, I think there's less uh, people using podcasts for music. It's more become a, a, a talking uh, forum, but... Um, Back then, it it was perfectly accepted. It still is, but it's just not as common, I don't think. Is there a story behind the name Poddington Bear, or was that just sort of a handy uh, name for you? You know, I've never been able to come up. I feel like I'm not very good with names. I don't. <laughs> I don't love the name Poddington Bear, but the the name. Uh, is basically a reference to podcasting uh, iPods and that um, being a character that uh, I mean I think it worked uh, f- for that and I think it uh, I wanted my music is um, 
I don't know often how to describe it, but it's melodic. It's uh, it's pretty accessible. It's often veers toward um, simple or cute. Uh, so I thought it, the bear uh, as a character identity um, kind of fit with that. So I, I didn't. I guess I didn't overthink it, um, but at the same time, I don't. I don't absolutely love being kind of. St- stuck with it. I'm I'm sticking with it for now but um obviously so uh so there's that's the story of of the name it's not not the best story <laughs> why did you choose to release these songs anonymously like under a pseudonym oh well you know being a record label guy you're supposed to charge for music you, you know you, you want people to pay you for it. And so uh, I wanted to, you know, shield myself from this uh, new venture of, of, you know, basically giving it away um, as, as just like research and development. So that's why I chose to do it anonymously. And then when the, when my goal was over, I pretty much came out. It was, it wasn't a big revelation or anything, but, um, but then I, uh, it was time to just be uh, Chad Crouch, who is also known as Pottington Bear. Yeah, so on the point of giving things away, um, what was your rationale for using Creative Commons licenses for your music? I was, tr- you know, I've been listening to your podcast and I've heard a few interviews you've done with other artists. And so I was kind of expecting this question and trying to think about, well, what was my first experience with the concept of Creative Commons? And I think it goes back to being a subscriber to Wired magazine. I think it came from the editor of Wired, or at least someone who was very involved with Wired magazine. And I read an article about it. And uh, I think they had kind of looped in the Beastie Boys and some other people and it was about um, sharing your music and making it, uh, basically kickstarting this sharing economy type of thing. And that sounded, uh, that sounded like a, a good thing to try out. So that's, that was my introduction to it. That probably was in the, uh, like around 2005 or something. And then it, it kind of started developing steam later. So it was just something that I did from the outset. I labeled it, I, I got a little badge that said, uh, creative Commons. I put it on my podcast. Uh, I put it on um, on the website, and I I tried to uh, make it well known that these songs were available uh, under the non commercial um, attribution license. What are some of the places that the music has ended up as a result of being shared that way? My involvement predated uh, the Free Music Archive. And then when the Free Music Archive was just in its uh, gestational phase, someone representing Creative Commons as a curator contacted me and said, uh, we'd like to uh, share this song with the Free Music Archive. I said, of course. And so that started my involvement. And then later I I became a a contributor. But where it's gotten me is this has just gotten me uh, lots more exposure than I ever could have dreamed of generating even though I had a little bit, I guess, back in the day with some media attention surrounding the podcast, um, 
really, it's just been um, my affiliation with the Free Music Archive, and by extension, this Creative Commons is. Um, just been a real driver for what I would consider uh, certainly a, a career or the startings of a career. At least I'm making a very good part-time income stream from it, if not coming up on a full-time income stream from when people are finding my music and needing it for commercial use, they're willing to pay. So um, that's where it's gotten me. And it's certainly gotten me more exposure from people using my music for personal use types of things as well. Yeah, I also want to know where, like, are there any particularly unusual or noteworthy places that your music has ended up that you'd like to share? Uh, Chris Zabriskie, who you also interviewed in a past episode, uh, mentioned the Kingdom of Jordan. And his one of his music uh, cues and one of mine was in that uh, YouTube video from the government authority of Jordan and that was very interesting you know it, it's it runs the gamut it's all all over the place um but uh, you know what I love is when something you know I either run across it or someone shares it with me they, you know they say they send me an email and they say oh I used your song and this and I go and look at it and you know suddenly my music just sounds so much better to me when it's uh when it's put to imagery in in these compelling ways that some people are able to do, that's what's really, really rewarding about uh, Creative Commons and and, uh, and doing this, um, and the you know beyond you know maybe the income stream um, is just uh, when suddenly you know I'm delighted by a song that I'd forgotten about, and it's my own. <laughs> uh, so, How often do you hear from people that have used your work? Oh, every day. You know, I get inquiries. Um, it seems like every day, uh, but I, uh, I look through my inbox, and it, and it wasn't every day that I'd get an inquiry from, the, you know, someone using a form, form email at the Free Music Archive. Uh, not as often, though, as uh, Chris Zabriskie and others who are more liberal with their their license terms, I think. Um, I've talked to Chris about it, and, and I, that's the picture I get. One of my goals is to uh, do a new collection that will be um, CCBY, which is at Creative Commons Attribution. So no strings attached, basically, other than that... Um, they uh, give me a credit. Yeah, I'd be interested to catch up with you after that has released and to see if there's a significant difference in response. Yeah, I'd be interested too. We'll see. Um, it'll take a little while, but it's definitely on my list of things to do. Cool. Do you want to talk about the Sound of Picture production library that you put together? Sure. So, it's just the total collection of all of my tracks in, uh, uh, subcollected by albums, and the albums have titles like Yearning, uh, Panoramic, Ambient, Thoughtful, Inspiring, Tender, Rhythm and Strings that give people a, a cue as to what they might expect within each al uh, album collection. I know that you license the music that you've already composed, but do people commission work from you as well? 
Um, you know, I, I have done a little bit of that, but not as much as you might think. And I think I'm okay with that. It's really nice when, you know, something off the shelf just works and fits for someone. And then for me, it's, uh, you know, if it's a commercial use, uh, then it's, um, just like mailbox money. So you can't really beat that. I'm always looking for more experiences when it comes to composition. And it would be really fun to do a, you know, a theatrical type of film. So we'll see if something comes along. Yeah, well, we have listeners of all stripes, so maybe someone will contact you about that. <laughs> what are you up to now? Uh, I'm guessing that you're still making music. Um, right now, I am kind of just, with regard to my own music, I'm uh, finishing a big, big update to this, my website, soundofpicture.com. And that will be like a 2.0 where it will be more database driven so people can enter keywords and, and look for the songs. And there'll be lots and lots of new license options for like that run completely the gamut for, you know, like small time YouTubers who are, aren't really making money yet to, um, podcasts which don't you know they don't have a lot of budgets and you know discretionary spending for music typically so so the big 2.0 launch for that probably hopefully my goal is next monday so it won't quite meet the uh air date of this uh um interview but well on the heels of it yeah i think that's all the questions that i had for you um all right well thanks so much thanks a lot bye bye all right bye Radio Free Culture is produced by WFMU and the Free Music Archive, and is supported in part by a grant from the National Endowment for the Arts. Our theme song this week is The Spider-Man's Nano Loop by Uncle Bibby and can be found at freemusicarchive.org. For more information about Chad and his music, please visit poddingtonbear.com. Music